of what marriage is is the moment you have sexual intercourse with another person you become married to them because that's the only time that you become one flesh with somebody Mm -hmm. because that's what marriage is is becoming one flesh right because it's like you can go to the church house get the the blessing of the pastor and to the courthouse to get the papers but it's not a marriage until it's what consummated yep and that's the becoming of one flesh so you know that's a that's a topic for a totally different day but i think it also that adds to um why it seems like marriage is on the decline it seems like more people are getting divorced or people are just staying away from marriage they rather just live together opposed to um uh, opposed to being in the institution of marriage right why you think that is why you think like especially this generation, most people today kind of don't look at marriage as that, like that, that, that real option or that thing to aim in their actions towards and everything these days. Cause it looks that way. Like yeah, people are kind of, not to say that people are not getting married, but it looks like people are wanting to more take advantage of the benefits than the actual committed act of coming together and set that sacrifice of doing that well in our day i think now marriage is no longer sacred Mm. like seriously though there's a sacredness that comes with marriage that we've lost sight of um marriage has become about more so about being in love with the person or what the person can do for me, mm-hmm. opposed to the sacredness of the marriage, which really is to bear children, is to bring children into the world, to help grow them and mature them so that they can be functioning human beings in the earth. Because it's, it's documented that children that are born and raised in a two-parent household turn out much better than those that are that are raised in a single parent yep. household. Yep. So yep. again, God created a system for a reason. He, mm-hmm. he created it because he understands that that's the best way for things to be done in the earth. Now, of course, because we're human, we bring our imperfections to his perfect system. Mm-hmm. So therefore we throw things out of whack. So uh, we no longer think marriage is sacred. We, um, it's not something that we take seriously. Right. Right. Um, oftentimes, this is why I'm a big proponent of premarital counseling. Absolutely. As well as maintenance counseling. That's it. Now, second part, I think that's important. Absolutely. Some people just go through the initial premarital counseling just sometimes just to say they did it. If anybody asks. Yeah, we did it. We got the pastor's blessing or whoever's blessing. We got the, went through that. Okay. Yep. And here's here's the thing about the premarital counseling. You need to find someone that will let you know if your marriage is going to succeed before you get into the marriage. Because that's the other part. It yeah. Is if you have someone that is counseling you before you say I do, and if they obey the discernment that they see. Because one thing that frustrates me are pastors that sees that the marriage won't work ahead mm-hmm, of time mm-hmm. and keeps their mouth shut because mm-hmm. they believe that the people won't listen. And even if the people don't listen, well, your hands are clean because you said, I don't think this is going to work. 
I don't think you two will work. I don't think you two are good. I don't. I just. I don't see why a pastor wouldn't be honest. If if you're gonna if you're gonna like have them sit down with you and you know that they you know are coming to you for that purpose of pre before marriage counseling, yeah, I would. I mean, I mean that's just me, but yeah, I would just. Well, some pastors have this. They're not gonna listen to me anyways. Or they're or it's the other. They're gonna do what they want to do. They're gonna do what they want to do right? anyway. But I would. I I think that they should be honest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they protect people's feelings. And yeah, stuff a lot of things. I, and I know I've I've I have people connected that I've known or have run across that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Is the pastor didn't see that saw that that wouldn't work, but they married them anyways and. It leads in. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I kind of feel like that contributes uh, <laughs> yeah. to some failures within yeah. the system yeah. uh, of, of the or the Institute of Marriage. Absolutely. Um, because even most couples, they, they're already going at a speed um, yeah. of just like and that going through some important steps um, individually and mutually that need to be handled prior to marriage. So it's like, that's kind of like, yeah, let's just. Because we, we don't want we don't want them to end up sinning and this let's just focus on getting them right together. Which yeah. then then even with that mindset, right, to well, we don't want them sinning, we don't want them fornicating and uh-huh. all this. Uh-huh. But divorce is no better than that. Mm-mm. Right? In God's eyes, he's just he's not pleased with that just as much as he's not pleased with the fornication. Mm-hmm. So and we have to understand that portion of it. Now that's not to um, to put down anybody that has been divorced because things happen and we make choices. Um, and some, you know, th- there's one definite out that the Bible gives us from a scripture standpoint, from a God systematic decision for diver- divorce is if someone steps outside of the marriage, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. and you know, that would even be a different, another episode to dive what is constituted as cheating, right? Because from yeah, a definitely. scriptural standpoint, if marriage is when you have sex with another person, then that's another form of, I mean, that's a form of, that's the, that's the form of adultery, right? It's not that you've kissed somebody or you spent time with somebody mm-hmm. that, that, which can lead to those things. Very much. You want to stay away from it, but. Um, if we want to get into the technicalities right. of it, so right, but right. I know that it have a lot of people coming for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> saying that, but if we take it from a, from what the scripture says, it's it's fun, it's um, adultery is the only out. Um, I believe that God would make allowances for if the person is physically, emotionally, or or is abusive to the person, mm-hmm. and they're abusive with without the notion or without the changing so question right so with that point being brought up so you know if, if if like for the marriage for the for the survivor of the marriage going by the the biblical principles or what's in the bible so it doesn't exactly say that physical abuse would be a reason correct Right. There's nothing that plainly says right in scripture from a biblical standpoint right. that that's a that's a means for divorce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
So like so with that being said, it's like so what's in what in what ways do, can most people base for those reasons to divorce? Because you know, of course, divorce is that you know that that point, and something has to lead up to the reasons for actually following through, filing, and all that type of stuff for the divorce. So, like, as far as yeah, domestic violence or emotional abuse. Yeah, I mean that's always you know? a, that's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I just lean on because we say common sense, but I lean on the safety of the human being. Because at the end, right. of, at the end of the day, it's another human being that's being mistreated. Exactly. And for and then if if it's being done to the to the spouse, then the um the children can catch it. Mm-hmm. And and domestic violence is a mutual thing. It's not mm-hmm. just men on women. There are many men that are abused by exactly. women. They just don't. Um, Most they don't yeah. Say about it. Men don't. men are we're not programmed to play victim, right? Or or, or even say that we are, right? No, we <laughs> we will take it on the chin because yeah. I mean that's what society has breathed in us right. to that our safety doesn't matter to it, and that's a different conversation for a different day, or uh, we may dive into that today, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But, you know, all those those foundational things about marriages, you know, we, we don't keep it sacred. Um, we don't do the proper counseling that we need. And then the other part is we go into marriage with the misconception that it's 50-50. Right. I mean, like one comp- person contributes 50%. Yep. The other one contributes 50%, and which should make a 100. 100, uh-huh. which it still doesn't. It's both bring a hundred percent. Cause you know what that to me what that means when you say fifty fifty, to me that that sounds like a surviving marriage, not a thriving marriage. I agree. So, cause if you have two whole people that are just willing to bring one hundred and they're on one hundred, and their goal is to give one hundred unconditionally, I'm here to serve you. Yep. Then we creating stuff. Now we're thriving. We're now thriving. we're growing. Now we're maturing and creating more absolutely beyond us because that's the whole absolutely because you, you it should be two whole people coming together exactly and and even like even whole people have baggage whole people are not perfect yeah there's no so story. we're not saying yeah. perfection yeah, definitely not but we're perfection. saying a wholeness of you know who you are yeah you know what your purpose is mm-hmm. again marriage has n- has nothing to do with love and that's a that's a big part of the problem is marriage should be more about purpose than it does love because there's going to be moments in marriage to where you don't necessarily yeah. love the person from a emotional right point of view specifically on that level on that level yeah right because and and this is there's a distinction between um there's a distinction between love and being in love with someone right in love is purely emotional purely emotional you you know things are you're in love with someone when things are going right you're in love with someone when things are um there's no turbulence there's nothing that's either distracting um trying to destroy 
Um, you're, you're like, you get to travel the world. You get to do all the beautiful, nice mm-hmm. things, right? That's when you're in love with the other person. But then once the trials come, right, that in love phase goes away because it's like, I can't stand you. Right. Right. I don't like, I can't <laughs> like, there are moments where it's like, yo, I can't stand being around my wife sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Naturally. And it's natural because it's yeah. two human beings sharing a space with the other person each and every day, day, right? You wake up to them <laughs> right. every day, right? You go to you go to go to sleep with them every day, every day. And then here's here's the thing: it's like, what makes you think that you're going to love them every day when sometimes you, if we're honest with ourselves, we can't stand ourselves some days. See, that's the important part. What you just said, because because <laughs> sometimes I've been married before. Just so you guys are not saying that, you know, it was this successful, blah, 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 but I have been married before. Um, sometimes, like, just what you said, like, you could be in a relationship, can't stand yourself, and because you can't stand yourself, that nearest person that's close to you, that's pretty much, especially if you are married and y'all already like this, you're pretty much going to project that on the other person. That type of energy can easily be projected, especially if you haven't dealt with the reasons why you can't stand yourself. That other person is just gonna be catching the the brunt of oh. all the stuff, all yep. the 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 back talk or the the this or the that. You know what I'm saying? That they usually put on themselves. Yeah. Now somebody's invited on their pity party, invited on their self abuse, their negative self talk. Yep. All this stuff's coming out in the other person. The other person's like. Whoa. What did I do? Yeah. What did I say? That, and, then, and then it produces things like, okay, I must be doing something wrong. I need to adjust this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. But it's because that person did not do their work. Yeah. And if you're a certain type of empathetic person, you're going to take on that and, and bring it on yourself. Yeah. I mean, the other part, too, is you can be whole mm-hmm. and come into a season of you're Seasons. not in a wholeness state. Yeah. Whatever something could have triggered in life. Yep. Someone passes away. Um, a, a friendship deteriorates. Yeah. Um, loss of job. Like anything can happen that anything. can chip away at the wholeness of who you are, and you have to to fight to get back to that. But because of those things, it can cause you to mistreat the other person as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, a, a lot of times, if we were to get to the nits, like, that's that's the reality of what leads to many um, marriages coming to an end is because someone is in a distressed state. Mm-hmm. And because the other person is in a winning season and the other person's in a distressed mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. Because there are seasons where you'll... You'll be high, they'll be low. Yep. And there are seasons where you'll be low, they'll be high. Yep. And then there are seasons where both of you guys are winning together. Yep. Right? And you have to, and that's this is where the whole the wholeness thing comes into to play. Right, right, right. That whenever someone's bringing 20, you have to bring the 80 mm-hmm. to bring them to, to help keep it at 100. Mm-hmm. And then when they're lacking. Right. Right? That's that's yeah. that's what you do. Right. You never give nobody's ever given fifty percent. It's a I'm in a space and my wholeness mm-hmm. that I'm at twenty percent. Right. For whatever life circumstances happen, that other person has to fill in the other eighty percent 
and really pour into them to help them become that kind mm-hmm. of hunter. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a dangerous space when both are at twenty percent. That's very dangerous. And this is why the maintenance counseling the... is necessary because you need other people to help see, help you see what you can't see in the fog of life. Definitely. In the pains of life. Mm-hmm. As we've said on other um, other episodes, the valley moments. Right? Yep. There's, there's Everything has a peak and a valley. Everything is peak and valley. Everything. Sound waves, heartbeat, everything. Yep. Right? Because the moment that it just stays the same, <laughs> that means it's over. So it's necessary. It's like ups and downs are necessary. It shows that there is a heartbeat. Yeah. In it's life. It's life. There's still life there. There's still life there. Yeah. So, like, those things overcome. Um, so, we have to understand that, again, that we don't, marriage isn't sacred. Um, we don't see marriage as sacred. We don't do pre or maintenance counseling. Um, we don't understand that it takes whole people to come into a marriage. And through the sacrifice and the service, this is the other pieces. When you get married, it's to serve one another. Exactly that part and i don't know if you guys have ever seen the i've seen i've seen a visual or it's like a an animated picture but um two people are sitting at like a royal table um two royal plates everybody had they both got food but the male has her food has hit has her food in front of him the female has his food in front of her they both have a spoon in front of the other and they're taking from what they got to give it to them and they're doing this at the same time nourishing one another mm-hmm. and and you know what i'm saying and that's that's the key thing is to like this is what's supposed to be happening it's supposed to be one feeding the other simultaneously simultaneously and uh reciprocally because it's about reciprocity and like kind of piggyback some things you were saying earlier like Marriage is, a, is, you have to be, it's a partnership, and you have to be a very good team player because, and understand what being a team player and being a part of a unit, and that everyone has something, like I just showed you, to bring to the table, and being willing to, you know, serve and give that, um, regardless of how you feel, um, anything emotional or what love level or anything where it may be at. Um, so like that, that, um, the, the, where's I go with that? The, the, not just the service part, but I think this is where I was going with that. How it's very important to, because you were saying how to definitely the 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 party should be whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, so this is where I was going with that in a team aspect. So every teammate, even if it was we know it's just two on a team, that what we're talking about, but both teammates are responsible for their own work, sharpening their own uh, wife tool, their own husbandry uh, tool. Um, doing the work on their self should already be in place before going into marriage. So, like, that should be already a part of an individual's life before they say, I love you and I want to commit to you, but have never been through that that continuous season, a season of 
being in self-love, um, you know what I'm saying, um, taking care of yourself a certain so certain way so that when it comes to someone being invited, the other, you know, um, side, the yin or the yang, you're just, all you're doing is now outputting and translating that outwardly. That way it's not like you, you're not trying to serve them. It's just an extension mm-hmm. of you, if that makes sense. So, like it's like we already have, have to, we already need to be in the in the pattern or the vibration or the 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 character building of serving, serving self, serving others, serving God. Most of all, most of all, serving God. Because if you are committed and really truly serving God, it's, it's according to you being getting in a marriage and of course making those vows up to Him. Shouldn't be a problem, right? Absolutely. Shouldn't be like no issues because all you're doing is he's saying, "All right, so I, I, I keep serving me, but I'm putting this wife in front of you. I'm putting this husband in front of you to translate that straight still to me, but through them." Absolutely. So it's like we can't we can't uh, like think that when we get into a marriage that everything's supposed to fall in place as far as like. You know what we what we can do, um, the 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 just the, the things that we do to that we're supposed to do to maintain a marriage. We don't we we can't wait to get into it to activate it. We have to already be activated in our own personal life and relationship with ourselves with God um, in order to have some success when we go into an actual real true union because today we think we can skip all these steps of not having to do the work and blaming whoever. It's just too easy to blame somebody for your own stuff because, like you said, even if you're in a a marriage and somebody is abusing you, even you have a part in that because you allowed it. So there's something in you that said, or that you experienced that thought that that was love, that that was comfortable, that that was reality. Yeah. So that's that's you know a reason for premarital, postmarital, marital, even personal just therapy that needs to be done because the work doesn't stop when you get married. It just it, it just begins. Absolutely, and it's and it's again it's maintenance like and. You know, this is something that as my wife and I were preparing for um, for the wedding, I had to continuously remind her or um, or I realized this, that most women are thinking about the wedding day, day yeah, yeah. and men are thinking the day after the wedding mm-hmm. because that's when responsibility kicks in. Yeah. And so we have to have like the other part of it is having real expectations for marriage. That mm. it's not what we see on TV. Like these yep. movies, like I always say, you know, they show you, oh, it all works out at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But then they don't tell you what happens in part two or <laughs> the next scene or the right. next situation. Right. Post honeymoon. Post honeymoon. Right. right? Um, or, or, you know, everything's it, everything ends on a high note for the most part. Mm-hmm. But again, everything goes in waves. Because life just happens. It just happens. You have children that really shift your life. Yep. And if you're not centered in who you are, and then centered in whose you are, mm-hmm. um, I say 
I have a personal belief that marriages cannot survive outside of God's presence being in it and mm-hmm. and us being in his presence mm-hmm. and us having a strong connection to him right because we don't know he's the he's he has the owner's manual exactly so we have to go to the other person um i mean we have to go to him for the other person exactly i remember i wrote a poem um saying a poem with one of the lines was I had to go get her heart from God's hand. Mm-hmm. So I have to go to him on how do I better serve her? How do I better leave her? What is, what's the wisdom that you can give me? Because you know her inner workings. Yep. Right? As much as I may work to learn who she is, um, to know who she is, there are still some things that are not... Um, that I don't see. Mm-hmm. So I need the Spirit's eyes. I need the Holy Spirit to lead me in how to adjust something. Sometimes um, sometimes it's you just need to shut up and let God yep. speak to. Yep. And then there's sometimes where you just have to share wisdom. Sometimes people just talk too much and ends up ruining everything. Because you can't run your mouth. Instead of just being quiet and allowing God to do what he does. Right. How can you hear God and you're always talking? And you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's not about always having the right thing to say or always needing or to say something. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, tap into the maker, the one who knew that spouse way before you. Yep. Um, and knew her, his or her situation um, from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Um, and that takes humility, um, cause you have to put your ego down because you like may think like, oh, I know, or we, I used to, we used to always deal with each other like this and this is not working. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, cause like say things change. So because of that, we got to keep tapping in to make sure that we're good and, and able to still keep things up, um, in a marriage relationship. Because if we try to think we can depend on, on knowledge, or our own 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 uh, ego and what we think is should be done said or not said or whatever you know we 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 guaranteed to fail Absolutely. you know what I'm saying so going to the the manual you know uh, is key going to the source the the maker of it um, and the maker of the individuals it's just it's just easier that way so there's no there's no, this is our, it's our belief. There's no way that America can survive without love, meaning God being love, Absolutely. his spirit being the, that thing that is in the middle. Absolutely. Love being the, love being the, the, the glue that holds it together, mm-hmm. right? Through it being dropped, pain, yep. anger, frustration, yep. like all those things because life's going to happen and we have to be able to push through. And it's funny because, like, I asked my mom, like, I asked her, what do you, why do you think that marriages seem to be on the de- decline? And she said that nobody wants to work it out anymore. Yeah. People want to take the easier route of yep. um, walking away. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying this back, actually, this was probably 2007, 8, when they started coming out with phone plans with no contracts. 
and they started shifting a lot of stuff to mm-hmm. where it's cancel when you want. Yeah. And I said that's going to that's going to hurt um marriages because of the fact that you no longer honor contracts. Mm. Because marriage mm. is a contract, not with the state. It's a contract with God and that person. Mm. It, it is. That's what a covenant is. That's why when we talk about like what was important with Jesus was he created a new covenant with us. Right? Because God cares about covenant, which to God is a unbreakable contract. Mm-hmm. He does not break his covenant. So when a marriage takes place, it's a contract between the husband and wife and God. Yeah. That's why when you get married, it is, they say, um, do you before God and these witnesses? Yep. Right? God and these witnesses. Because God has to be the center. Marriage is... He's the foundation of it, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Yep. He he has to be the foundation and the center of it, and and so because we don't like, there's culture has created a don't honor your contract. Um, you can get in and out of it however you want. Um, you you get to do what you want. It's about you. It's about your feelings. It's mm-hmm. about your life. It's about your decisions. Mm-hmm. It's about you. We've, we've moved into this, um, this space of self-centeredness. Yep. Right. And people will be like, well, he's selfish. It's like, there's a difference between selfish and self-centered, mm-hmm. right? If there are, if I, as a husband say that this, on this day, every every month or every week is for me to go do X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to share that time with my spouse, my children, anybody else. I have a right to be selfish about that because that's the thing that I need. That's what you need, yes. To be able to be function, right. function right for them exactly, and for myself. So I need this time. And it's okay to be selfish about that. I need my time. Right. Even with even saying no, we can't buy this because this is what we're saving for. You, it's okay to be selfish about it, but self-centered is you're making a de- decision that only benefits you, right. and Nobody else, right? That part, right? It, mm-hmm. it doesn't benefit your wife. It doesn't be- your husband. It doesn't benefit the children. It doesn't benefit the household, mm-hmm. and it doesn't benefit the community. Right, right. So. We have a, in, in especially here in America, we have a very individualistic identity, idea, way of living is it's me, myself, and I. I think because we, we don't look at things on a community level that, that has affected how we, how we move and the decisions that we make in, in our commitments. Because we're like, oh, it's just, just me and her or her, you know what I'm saying? I don't need you, boo. Yep. You know, it is no like sense of uh, a greater consequence or a greater effect in mind that yep. that action of of doing whatever you know what I'm saying that it does affect the whole community in that life is not just linear, just not that like this Absolutely. stuff comes around. It, it affects, does. especially if you have offspring. 
yep. um, or just or family in general, it comes back around. Yep. And it doesn't it doesn't help anything because it's like we live, we don't live for the long run. Absolutely. We don't make our decisions for the long run, the greater good, the the community, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. And and that's the key. So it's like we've been like, uh, like been put like, uh, blinders on, so to speak, to just focus like on one thing and that is really self what I want what I need what yep. I can get yep. um versus you know this other person this family this community yep. all right what wh- how is me being me and me uh choosing to be in a marriage and to um expand this family how does this affect the greater good in in all because the butterfly effect is real I don't I don't I mean like we all have an impact no matter what we think that thing ripples throughout and, yep. and affects many people. And as you think about it, if the majority of the people are thinking on one level, cause we know that, you know, the, the media, um, things of that nature can influence and control or, uh, or, or, or push for a, a narrative and a way of thinking. Right. Yep. So, um, if we're all thinking on the level of things that are antagonistic to a successful relationship, marriage, yep. then we know that, of course, that narrative is aimed for divorce, is aimed for unsuccessful uh, marriages and relationships. So um, it requires a level of, of self-leadership and recognition of definitely more than us. And that's where, because it's the Raw and Purpose per- podcast, we talk a lot about purpose. So, because when you tap into your purpose, you're definitely not just thinking about, um, I just love this person. I just want to get married because I love them and I want to have sex and I want to do this and I want to have that and access to this, that, and the other. You're thinking, like, I really want to make an impact on this next generation. I really want to uh, be a greater example of what people are not really seeing um in the world you know what i'm saying so and that's what your marriage i think should be based on something that's just bigger than the individuals and the couple absolutely absolutely because what people don't think about is the fact that when a marriage dissolves Mm -hmm. that it impacts it's a ripple effect Mm -hmm. so it starts with them as the individuals yep with then it pours out into the children Mm. And then the children's behavior changes, which right. now affects the people that have to deal with the children yep. on a daily basis. Yep. And not to mention both families. Exactly. Right. Because now it's going to create a level of dissension between uh-huh. one party because yep. one party, people inevitably take sides yep, on a yep, matter. Yep. And because most people aren't 100% honest as to why things are dissolving. So now that goes. Right. So the circle just keeps getting bigger as it goes out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why, like, if you look at um, celebrities that that everybody's like, oh, they look like they had the perfect marriage mm-hmm. and then it falls apart. Right. Well, the people around them started seeing this stuff, the children, and then it just gets to everybody else. Yeah. That like they mm-hmm. it causes them to be like, why should I get married? It's like, right. You know, all right. And it's like doom and gloom and all this stuff. But. When you, um, if we understood that about marriage, and that's why we have to make sure that we individually are well and that the marriage is well. And then Mm -hmm. even with the children, making sure that they're well, all those things play a part. Um, I think 
I have a crazy idea. I think that would help keep people married longer if they had to think about this, right? We have this big old public wedding, right? We send out invitations. We have all these people come just so they can be a part of the celebration of marriage. <laughs> I believe that if it was, if, if in order for you to get divorced, you have to bring all everybody back. people <laughs> back mm. and you have to do it because we get married in public, divorced in private. Ooh, exactly. Exactly. Because, mm-hmm. and, and, and I want to, I want to say this as well. Not every divorce is equal. Right. Okay. So this isn't to, this isn't to downgrade anybody that have been divorced. Because most people don't go into marriage with the idea of divorce happening. Again, life happens. But it, it, even if that was the case, like you had to, okay, we're getting divorced and it has to be public. Then many times that would keep people married longer. You would actually work it out mm-hmm. because of the embarrassment, of, right. and that's the thing that we always run away from is shame. We always mm-hmm. we always try to do the shameful things in the dark, but it ex- mm-hmm. it gets exposed in the light. Right. So we we have to like so if if that was a part of like okay if y'all decide to to let this go because here's the other part is it's like. You know, you get married, you have a public wedding, so everybody's in your business now because you've invited everybody to see you get married. And then when stuff goes wrong, it ain't none of your business. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> because I look as the people that you invite to the wedding. Yeah, they were are, pretty much. They're, they're yeah, a part they're a part of, of the. Here's the thing. And they are responsible for the maintenance of the marriage. That's why we say. Mm. So I'm saying marriage isn't sacred anymore. Mm. And most importantly, if we understand what the bridegrooms and the, the, the bridesmaids are for, because they're, they're there as a support system. So when something's coming to attack, they're the ones that are supposed to be strong enough to push them, to, mm-hmm. to push whatever's mm-hmm. attacking them. They're, they're there to protect. We don't understand that because we just think of a big bridal party, but no, they have a role. The best man, like if your best man is there with you when you're messing up. He's not a friend. He shouldn't have been your best man. You picked wrong. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that should be like, nah, bro, you messing up. You stupid. That's that's right. not smart. You right. shouldn't be doing that. Right. That's what their role is. That's what, because you selected them. That's why you have to be mindful of who you select as your bridesmaids and bridegrooms. Uh-huh. Just don't get no fillers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They're yeah. not there just to be seen at the right. wedding. Right. There is actually work that they're supposed to do, but when we when we have public weddings and private divorces, it takes away the accountability, mm-hmm. and we know that um, accountability is something that a lot of people we and honestly nobody wants accountability. No, especially it's, it's necessary. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so tough, necessary. but it's necessary. And that's probably one of the other things that lead to. The, the perception or it seems that um, marriage is on the de- decline right is because just no accountability None. nobody looking at the mirror and saying I'm this is I'm not bringing what I'm supposed to be bringing to the table so therefore I am hindering the marriage from growing 
Miniverse for mm-hmm. not doing that. So, and we'll actually dive into that into you know as we jump into part two. Yeah, because we're yes, yeah we're about to jump into yeah more of this. Yeah, more coming with this. You know. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, we have so much to say. A lot. Um, but we understand that you know we we just want to honor time and and um yeah. So we're gonna so, dive in. Yeah, we're gonna dive in. So yeah, definitely keep your your notifications yep. on. Yep. Uh, of course, like, share this as well. But um, where can they find us? And of course, you know, you can find us at you know Raw on Purpose, um, Raw on Purpose as far as YouTube, uh, as far as on there, and then of course Raw on Purpose underscore IG Twitter, um, and of course we're on Facebook as well, Raw on Purpose podcast as well, and we are on all streaming par- uh, platforms as well, not just YouTube. If you want to just take a listen, that's right. So um, if if you have any thoughts on what was shared or, or, you know, what are your thoughts on what does marriage look like um, or, or even why does it seem to you that it's on a decline or if we're wrong about something, let us know. Um, we'll definitely take a look at it and, and be mindful. And we'll even bring that up as a possible topic later on. But, yeah, yeah definitely you want to tune in when we drop part two because you don't want to miss it. I think we, you know. We could have rushed this, but this is just a topic that's so vital to the community and the world at large that we have to take our time with it. Yeah, and I think getting the foundational pieces out first is important, so we can dive into some of the more nuances right. of things. Right. Exactly. So until then. Yep. Any last words? Uh, not until we gonna say that for the next part. <laughs> tap in. Don't don't tap out. Right. <laughs> it's coming. All right. right. So until uh, so then, it's your boy Zay. And it's your boy Rashad. And this is the Wrong Purpose Podcast. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap into your purpose. Tap in. Tap in. Okay. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. They act as if we see no hear no speak no evil. We tapping into purpose. Purpose. Check it, check it. We tapping